What the heck is up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Late to the Game, hosted by yours truly, Ellie. And today, I get the pleasure of saying welcome back to Ned. We've missed you, but oh my god, I'm so glad that you're here today because the game we are going to spend the entire episode talking about is really important to you and is now also incredibly important to me. Um, but before we get into all of that, hello, dearest Bubberkins. How the <laughs> hell are you? How have you been? And what have you been playing? And also, I can explain Bubberkins if you don't think people will get it. <laughs> well, it's kind of a Witcher Tree kind of um, it's 100% uh, reference, isn't it? It's 100% a Witcher 3 reference. <laughs> well, it, it has history even beyond that. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've been I've been good. Um, I, I haven't, haven't been able to do too much gaming. Um, recently mm. and surprise surprise uh, can you guess what i've what i've been playing oh gee i don't know what what is it that we talk about every episode you're on <laughs> that's what this segment should be called Val, you know valhalla ventures or something yeah. like that um yeah i've been i've been playing valhalla but i have a very good reason for putting myself through that pain though um <laughs> because the dlc came out a couple of weeks ago and it that's, did. It's a, wrath of the druids and it's yeah, all based so cool. in ireland so that's amazing. Uh, it's it, it is the first time in my life that I have played a game based in the country I live in. With, That's what I was going to ask. If you have yeah. any prior experience with you know exploring your homeland via games? No, I I don't. I mean, I know there has been a few levels here and there in games that I've never played. Apparently, that have been played based in Ireland. <laughs> right. And there's been a couple of Irish characters, uh, Assassin's, not Assassin's Creed, um, Red, Red Dead Redemption mm. uh, 2 has an Irish Dublin character. Uh, I forget his name now. He very well voice acted by an Irish actor. And um, uh, actually, Assassin's Creed had a, an, an Irish, Northern Irish um, assassin at one point. Well, oh, actually, cool. it was a, Templar, but let's not get into that. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, no, this People is the first People are going to think you're like some sort of Assassin's Creed aficionado as well, considering this is the only thing you've been able to talk about. Because <laughs> you, you were even so busy and you took on this behemoth of a game. <laughs> People are going to think you're like, oh man, that is his shit. That's what he talks about. And I assure you, everyone that's listening, we have never, <laughs> ever in the five years I've known him talked about Assassin's Creed this much. Never. Like, it's, absolutely it's not, ever. <laughs> I, I, I have played all the yeah. Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. So like, I, I, I'd never consider myself like an, an aficionado of, of Assassin's Creed, <laughs> but I guess I kind of am. Like, I mean, there's been a lot of the games and I've played every single one of them and all mm -hmm. the DLCs as well. So I, I guess I am a little bit. Um, but yes, <laughs> so I've been playing uh, Wrath of the Druids and I've been exploring Dublin and Galway and Athlone and you know Belfast and all as a as a Viking. So that's is been... it accurate? Like, cause they're I mean they're uh, known for their like their accuracy to those things, and obviously it's not going to look like modern day. But is it like recognizably these places? Um, no. I mean, Dublin has, you know, what actually the one thing I was really interested in to see whether they got it right was whether they set up the village of Dublin on the right side of the River Liffey because it okay. was all on the south side originally. Um, and the north side of that city didn't develop for a couple of hundred years later. And and they did. They got it right. It was all it's all on nice. the south side. Now, because you're a Dublin chances. boy as well. So you, you'd have the uh, you would have like the wherewithal to be like, this has to be perfect. 
<laughs> yeah, and the story really does revolve around the, the sort of the founding of Dublin too. You know, there's, there's other there's other elements to it, and you know, you you meet the the High King Flan, and uh, you know, you you uh, sort of go to the Hill of Tara and go through all of his history, and uh, but but really, it's about the the founding of the the city of Dublin because that that is that is actually one of the more modern cities and towns in Ireland because um, you know it's a it's a Viking set, settlement, whereas many of the other places in Ireland villages and towns are much much older than that actually um, mm. but Dublin Dublin's quite quite new in, in some respects so um, the story kind of revolves around that and um, setting it up as a trading port and um, yeah it's been really interesting I was able to sort of like ride my grey wolf all the way to where I was trying to estimate Ballyforn where I live would be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not quite accurate and and obviously you know it's 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 a huge map but it mm-hmm. but it's much smaller than reality of course you know yeah and roads so you can ride there in like five today minutes. are obviously not the same that have been the years <laughs> that would have been there <laughs> right. centuries ago um but like in comparison to the main game i mean my biggest complaint about the main game was um well two complaints and i'll come back to one of them now in a minute but my biggest complaint <laughs> was that it was just drawn out a little bit so it's yes. actually been great to play the dlc because it's just more compact a concise experience you know? yeah yeah and the story was good and it was well written and well acted um, although the, they did the dlc is only 13 hours right yeah and i know it was yeah. 13 it was around 13 14 hours for me and i did everything in it like i hunted yeah. out all of the celtic armor and all that because so, i wanted to finish the main base game in my celtic armor of course, of course. my dublin dublin champion armor as well of course called. um so I spent about four. So I, th- I reckon you could probably finish it in a shorter amount, shorter amount of time than, than mm-hmm. that, really. Um, but um, the other thing that um, is uh, the other thing about the, the main game that I f- f- find problematic, which I still kind of find problematic in, in the DLC, is that it's all about sort of an invading force. You are mm-hmm. the invading force. And it's very hard to empathize with that. I, I've just. Yeah. It's Especially been, as an Irish man yourself. Right. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, you know, this is about the fountain, you know, the whole main game is about like sort of the the Vikings invading England and Mm -hmm. ultimately King Alfred, um, who who sort of was the founder of England as such, you know, um, um, fighting back against those Saxons. And, you know, look, the Irish have an interesting history with the English. uh, But one Mm -hmm. thing I think we can probably um, share is, you know, nobody likes an invading force. (laughs) And King Alfred is, you know, sort of more more heroic, I think, than the game um, allows him to be because, you know, he was defending his country um, Mm -hmm. against an invading force. And it just never sits well well with me. The, yeah. they, and, and, I, and I taught throughout the game, it's like, well, they're going to address this. They're, yeah. You know, surely by the end of the game, they're going to address this idea that, you know, maybe Ivor has some sort of realization of what she's doing. And not really, no. No. <laughs> it's, yeah. they, never, they never really little, address the fact that you're going raiding and pillaging. Yeah. Um, you know, so... Um, Look, really good game, and and what I loved about the ending of the game, absolutely loved about the ending of the game, is I just, that they I, I will re- circle back to that in a second. But yes, what what about the ending? Did you love? 
they revisit all of the um, sort of Assassin's Creed lore, the Isu lore and the, the history of all the old gods and That's how cool. that ties in with the modern world and the stuff that I really, really love about this game that will mm. probably mean that I go and I do all the extra stuff in this game, even though I've already spent like 160 hours in it. I probably will do it all because I know oh that there's more to find and I play all the DLCs and everything. So, you know, for all the... <laughs> This is what we're circling back to. Hmm. So every time we talk about this, you will spend five to 10 minutes talking about why it's a bad experience. And then you're like, (laughs) it's still a really good game. And I just want to know how those sit in the same human. How, How do you do that? Is it just because you're an eternal optimist that you're very kind? Or is it that like, you just feel comfortable to spend the majority of your time talking about it, bitching about it with me. <laughs> it just has so much potential, <laughs> you but, know. But that doesn't a potential doesn't make a good game. No, no, it doesn't. But you know, I'm I'm hopeful that like the next. It, it, well, uh, 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 here's 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 the thing. What I it's writing off past successes. To, I don't want to miss out on the next iteration of this that might sure. actually nail it, and. I want to I want to get all the story and all the context and all of the little bits of lore and information because I think the next one they might just nail it and they probably won't it'll probably be <laughs> seven out of ten but you know I'm I'm optimistic I know like it's a huge team uh, you know multiple teams around the world hundreds and thousands of people working to make these games and I know like they're all trying to make the best game they possibly can and you can see that in elements of the game clearly um, but it just it's not as cohesive as maybe a smaller team would be sometimes and that's Mm. the big problem with you know a big company like this making this game sometimes it's just not as cohesive i'd love to see like more of a a narrative director sort of like Corey barlow or something like that like actually like taking the taking the reins of something like this but look um no so i i I love the assassin's creed lore and that's that's what keeps me going and it was fun playing as a viking um but i hardly i didn't really sympathize with them at all you know see i would say for um every hour that you played that game hmm yeah i feel pretty comfortable saying this for every hour that you played that game you have also spent a minute complaining about it to me like oh, I think, definitely. I think we've definitely had over two hours worth of you being like this game never <laughs> ends, <laughs> and even today when you reached to the ending, you were like, it, it doesn't, it didn't, it just doesn't, it doesn't really end, <laughs> and that and bro- I'm exp- my heart broke for you. <laughs> Yeah, it just kind of like a little text comes up like, you've successfully pacified England. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> which was really disappointing. Wow. How anticlimactic. You know, I, I think the, the, the penultimate cutscene is actually the main ending. Uh, okay. it, it, and that's where like I was getting really excited and all that. And then they have this like, like it doesn't say it's an epilogue, but it is an epilogue. When you finish uh, that, it's just like, it's te- a text based. Uh, so I was expecting an even bigger, th- but bigger ending that never came so it was just kind of weirdly paced but um you know i think part of that's down to the pandemic i think you know these teams just didn't quite get the finishing touches on some of these communicate as well Um, as they needed to yeah. yeah, and I, like that's that's fine. And like the, I, as I said, I really enjoyed the DLC. Uh, the next DLC is based in France. Yeah, um, that's gonna I think be so it's cool. about the founding of the Templars, the Knights Templar, and that sort of thing. Mm. So that that'll be fun. Um, and yeah, but are I you mean, happy? I, I will... Like you can basically put a pin in Valhalla. Like I know there's DLC, but we're pro- you're probably gonna enjoy the DLC. But like you did it. I did. I, you yeah, did I can it. say yeah. You've overcome I, I can it. Take and that now yeah. we don't we don't have to talk about Valhalla Never again. Never again. 
Never again. And because <laughs> I will play the French one, but I probably won't want it. The only reason I wanted to talk about today was because I got to play in Ireland and I of got to and, and guess what? A lot of the villagers the villagers, they actually they actually speak Irish, which was Amazing. really cool. Um, yes and that is something i would also just like to okay so there's a couple of things that i thought of that i would like to say here (laughs) um people uh message me like pretty regularly talking about how the first time they hear your voice and you know they're like oh my god he's irish like i knew he was irish but hearing an irish accent like changed everything (laughs) um and they ask if like it's something that i still hear as well and the answer is on occasion and with specific words so earlier Ned some, said something. He said thousands, but he said thousands, and like my brain was like, <laughs> "That's Irish." <laughs> so like, yes, is the answer. I do hear it sometimes. Um, and then, well, you know, I actually think I forgot the other thing I was going to say. So, well, like, yeah, yes, it's, it's sometimes Ned is Irish. <laughs> it's it, they they do use the, the the Irish language in it, which that's is... the other thing. <laughs> Thank you for saying those words. (laughs) So in the States, they don't teach us that Irish is a language. They don't Mm. teach us that it is literally called Irish because it's spoken in Ireland by the Irish people. Um, It's not Celtic. It's not Celtic. It's not Gaelic. (laughs) It's Irish. And that is something I just felt the need to be like, this is a thing that people need to know. I had people literally after I had gone back to the States, I had people being like, like I would say, Oh, and I got to hear people speaking Irish. It was really cool. And they're like, oh, they spoke Gaelic? How great. And I was like, you don't have to correct me in conversation for something you literally don't know. But yeah, I'm, that's in, my... their de- in their defense, I mean, there is there is two languages um, yeah. that, are, that are very, very similar. There's Scots Gael uh-huh. and there's Irish. And they're very uh-huh. similar. You could probably have a conversation. I'm not great at Irish. I'm not going to try and speak it. But for oh, the most part, so I can... Cool. Can you say something? Keith is an adum. My name is Keith. My name is Keith. But you didn't even say Keith. <laughs> I did. I said Keith is an adum. Oh, I thought... Oh. Keith is the name on me is basically is the the um the actual translation of that yeah uh, but no I'm, I'm i'm really bad and particularly if i'm putting the spot if i have time to prepare a, I'm monologue, sorry. a little bit better you can prepare a monologue for us next time perfect i can do that but <laughs> i think most irish people because we do get taught it in schools here we we can understand it um to hear a lot of the time you know mm-hmm. but actually then having to, to to speak it can be a little bit more problematic because we don't do it i mean the last time i had to speak irish in conversation was when i was 18 you know it's mm. a while ago now so um yeah um it, it was great to hear the irish language that's definitely the first time in a video game that i've ever yeah. heard irish that'd be so spoken. cool yeah, and then um, I took the kids to see um, a place called Rat Krogan, which is mm-hmm. uh, about an hour up the road from me. Not even an hour, about forty-five minutes up the road, and um, that was that's featured in the game. It's the the so cool. the, the seat of power for the high king or high queen, actually of mm-hmm. um, of uh, Connacht, which is the that's... western region of of Ireland. So is it Queen Maeve. Queen Maeve. Someone... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Uh, so that was really cool. So it's really cool to see these little historical places on a video Definitely. game. Um, yeah. And, you know, look, Ireland's ripe for for that sort of um, setting. Absolutely. You know? I mean, you and I could talk and have talked all day about this subject, <laughs> about how much Irish mythology and Irish culture and like all of those stories just need to be celebrated because it's there's just a wealth of, the, of it in this land. Like everyone sees Ireland as like 
the world of magic and like fairies and changelings, but we just don't talk about it enough. But today is not the day for that. That could be a different episode if we like, if we somehow are awarded with more Irish games. Um, today, everyone, we are talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake because I finished it about two hours ago. And I, I you can't ask me to think about anything else. And we haven't it's, talked about this since you finished. So this, no. is, this is brand new. It's very exciting. Uh, and I also well, was it everything just, that you hoped for? Was you know sometimes the endings to games are, are can be a little bit deflating. But what did you think? You're speaking from personal experience there, but um, yes. <laughs> no, uh, it was oh god, it was everything and more. Like, I mean, we will talk in depth about the ending in a bit, but there were several moments where I thought I had reached the ending, and I was like happy for that to be the ending i was i was like moved and compelled and then it just would like keep going and i was like oh this is exhausting but i'm also like really into getting more of this story so i was just like take me along i'm ready um but yeah no it fully exceeded my expectations um very very excited we probably should warn that there's going to be spoilers probably from this point on for final fantasy 7 yes this is (laughs) When, if you if you entered the Final Fantasy episode, and I'm sure I'll do something cute about Aerith in the title, if you entered this episode and didn't think that this was going to be spoilers, shame on you. <laughs> but well, yes, let's let's be clear on the out. type of spoilers. So we're going to spoil Final Fantasy VII remake. Remake. But what yes, we we're not going to spoil is we won't the original. Spoil the original game because. And I if you've only played it. remake, then you don't know the story. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So we'll only go up as far as the point where you leave Midgar in the original, um, which is Will where... Will we? There's a big reveal that I know about because I've been spoiled for um, the original. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll speak up to as, as far us. as as far as you want us to talk to. Yeah, talk, talk about. So, okay. um yeah, I mean, to give it a little bit of background on this game, um, for yeah, you know, sure. people are t- sort of talking about like Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's it's kind of, you know, there's a lot of oxymorons lot. when it comes to Final Fantasy. Um, Final Fantasy is a series that was produced and made in the early 1980s at first. The first mm-hmm. Final Fantasy was actually that studio's last game. They were going out of That's business. That's why they called it that, yeah. Right. And it was hugely, hugely successful. So Final Fantasy 2 was made. Final Fantasy 2 wasn't set in the same world whatsoever, mm-hmm. which set the precedent then for the rest of the Final Fantasy games. They are completely different worlds, completely different characters, completely different storylines. But there are some themes and threads that tie them mm-hmm. all together. The most popular of all of these was Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 7. That yes, doesn't necessarily mean... Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's everyone's favorite game, but mm-hmm. it's probably the best-selling, uh, but it is the best-selling, and it's probably mm. most people's favorite Final Fantasy, and it's probably most people's first Final Fantasy as well, because it was a huge, huge marketing push on it, because it was one of the first games to come out for the PlayStation 1. That's what I was going to so, ask, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the, a brief history of what these games are. And because, you know, consoles have developed so much since 1997 when that first one came out, they um, there's been calls for years and years and years to remake the original game. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Uh, and those calls started getting really intense back at the beginning of the PlayStation 4 era when okay. they released a trailer. It was only meant to be a demo of what this game could potentially look like someday. Mm. And they opened a can of worms with that and they were yeah. forced into a situation where they were going to have to remake it then. At God, that I'm point. so glad that they were. <gasps> so so, so that's it. That's why we have a final fantasy seven yeah. remake for anybody that's not a final fantasy i actually never player. thought about how insane that <laughs> list the that list of words are together um and for for anyone who also needed that history there's there's 15 now more the 15 have been released yeah um yeah. final fantasy 11 and final fantasy 14 were both online um worlds yeah. as well so they're not this standard sort of game but yeah there's there's mm-hmm. there's 15 that's if you don't include the fact that there was a final fantasy there's 10 also two, there's final the fantasy Chronicles. 10 2 yeah there yeah ab- mm-hmm. yeah there's like lots of like and there's final fantasy tactics and so on but i think the most there's insane one is final fantasy <laughs> 10 2 <laughs> i just think that's really funny i love it i feel like there's something very specifically like campy about the way that they have decided to continue their franchise like just unapologetically like silly and i, I really like that um mm-hmm. but okay so let's just like dive right in so plot wise i i don't know if i had any expectations for this like i so because this this the the first the original is your favorite game of all time i obviously like have just talked to you about this game before even before remake even came out and before i obviously you know would played it and everything um and so you this was before i even decided to pursue gaming that we've talked about so okay this is a spoiler this is a big spoiler for original <laughs> but it didn't ruin my experience for a remake at all so i feel comfortable saying it to anyone okay um but in the original Aerith dies and when Ned told me about that, I was like devastated on behalf of his like child self playing this game. Like I, the idea, cause he spent so much time explaining to me how beautiful Aerith was, Eris in that game and, and how loving and just wonderful she was. I was like devastated for him. And then going into remake, I was like, I'm so ready to love her and I'm already not ready to lose her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, and this, the entire game revolves around Aerith, like it, it revolves around her being an ancient, her being like, you know, life source for the planet kind of thing. And like the pursuit of getting her back is where the game really like took off for me. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it 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 does. I mean, it's it's funny that you. It, that's a, an interesting perspective that it that it revolves around there. Because yeah, I think I, certainly the remake has a bigger focus on the fact that it does revolve around Aerith. Mm-hmm. Um, in the original, those first like ten hours, because that's another thing to point out here is that yeah. the remake is actually only um, the first ten hours of the original game uh, have now been expanded out to like a 40, 50 hour game, I and there will be a Final Fantasy VII remake and a half too. Hours on it. <laughs> so um and and really in that game you don't realize at that beginning that this is Aerie's story you know mm. um but but you know, to give a context for i'd say anyone that's that certainly that's my age that played this game back in 97 i played started playing it in christmas 1997 oh that's and hilarious i was 14 i was just after turning was, 14 at the time i was a year old <laughs> and <laughs> um the 
games that I had played before that were all platformers, you know, playing and maybe Street Fighter and things like that. Nothing with much storyline whatsoever. So you, I, the day I got this and I was playing, I was meeting Jesse and Biggs and Wedge and I was part mm. of this team and I was able to rename my character from Cloud to Keith at the time. That's so, so funny. Did you do that? Were you Keith Strife? Yeah, Keith Strife. Also, we should know, I, he's Ned for so many of his gaming monikers, but his <laughs> right. name is Keith, and that's a different story. But just so that's you know, t- they're, they're one in the same. Different story for a different day. They're one in the same. He is both. But yeah, so, so it, you were you were Keith Strife? Yeah. And, and, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, I was just embodying this world. I mean, nowadays, that's what we do in games. But at the time, yeah. it was the first time I'd ever done anything like that. Mm. And it was it was just it engrossed me um, yeah. and the next thing that it did you know 40 hours into the game because it, you know it probably took me over 100 hours to f- finish it the first time when I was allowed to play games for like one hour a day so it just felt <laughs> like it was my life um right. it killed you know my gaming girlfriend yeah <laughs> you know um that had never happened in a game and and mm. you, you know everyone was searching for a way to kind of find her again yeah. And that's kind of what this game leads on to, which is really clever um, mm. because, you know, at the end of this game, spoilers now for this game, at the end of this game, you're kind of saying there's actually a tear in the reality. There's a there's a meta sort of um, approach so to this cool. game where there's a chance that this is an alternative reality and Ares yeah. and Sephiroth, the bad guy, are both oh. sort of aware of this alternative yeah. Um, hope. Well, because she drops hints throughout the whole game, if you know, to look for it as well. Like mm. several of, it especially coincides whenever um, Cloud has like a PTSD moment. Um, she, if she's there, there's usually something where like she'll say something and it's like, ah, Aerith's just kind of like floaty and funny anyways. Like it could very easily be just like pushed off as being like, she's kind of crazy and that's why we love her. But like knowing that she's died in a past game and knowing that this one is different like i knew to actually look out for those little Mm. slips and stuff and so like she was telling me the whole time that she was aware of so much more and i was like (gasps) i I missed all of that yeah i I missed all of that up until the stage where again we're talking end game here spoilers up until the point where it's all spoilers you don't have to give um, anything uh, 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 kills uh, Barrett, or you know, he. <gasps> oh my God! I was. Yeah. That's devastated. the moment. That's like, okay, this never happened. What is happening here? This never happened in the original. Yeah. What is happening? And then I started questioning everything and kind of revisiting wow, that, things okay. that were said. And <laughs> so, for anyone that hasn't played this recently, and I don't even know if you know how far that is in the game, that's like I spent forty-four hours and forty-four and a half hours playing this game. That is definitely at like. 41 hours right yeah that, that's when end. you started questioning it so yeah. that's his, that's hysterical that, that it, it took that long for you to pick up on it because you were like because that's one of the things i love so much about Aerith. it's so easy to just like take her at face value and be like you are delightful and strange and perfect and i was like happy to do that but ever, but you know when i was watching for it i was like <gasps> She said more. Tell me more. Tell me more about the future. How it's going to change. Um, it's, but- it's such a clever way to um, remake this game, though, because now totally. all of a sudden I am hooked because, you know, I think the game makers are well aware that players like they me are just searching people. for ways mm-hmm. to save Ares. Yeah. And 
now there's, you know, 20 years later, there's this chance to save her. Mm-hmm. You know, only vaguely, vaguely hinted at, man, I cannot wait to yeah. see the sequel and see what sort of divergence is, is going to be happening, you know? And I got to say, in terms of um, plot and everything, I one of the things I did not... I, and again, I really did enter into this with like very few specific expectations. So I, I had no idea what to expect from a Final Fantasy game. Um and so whenever it had like President Shinra and all this like grungy gear and like like going through the laboratories and stuff, like you hear the words Final Fantasy. And if you have no connection to the games at all, you think like, oh, this is going to be like melee game. This is like swords and magic and all that kind of stuff. And like it is swords and magic. It is. But it's yeah. also super fucking steampunk as well. And like, it's it's cyberpunk, the, steampunk sort yeah. of. Yeah, definitely. And And so like to get all of that like aesthetic as well as the the political intrigue because like man president shinra sucks sucked he's gone now but my god he he was just the absolute worst and it was just like it was there were so many moments like okay so you have president shinra and heidegger and everything and like these bad guys are such perfect video game bad guys Like, they're so unapologetically evil and one-dimensional. And there was something that I just, like, loved about that. And, oh, my God, at the end. Okay, so at the end, after all of it, it pans to Hojo. um, after, And he's looking at where, I think her name's Geneva, had been taken out. Sephiroth had taken her out. So he's looking at this empty vessel where Geneva had been. And I was like, yeah, suck it, Hojo. This fucking blows for you. You don't have your science experiment anymore. And then he was like, ha, 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 ha. And like, he was overjoyed. And I was like, what, <laughs> what don't I understand? <laughs> and so like, he was just, I, I just loved the, there were so many parts to this game that were complex and beautiful and deep. And then there were also so many parts of this game that were just like gamey. Like they were just so classic video game, like feelings that I was just like, I love this. This is everything I wanted. And you know, they're they're setting up relationships there as well that will get Mm -hmm. further expanded on later on in the, in, in the series. Um, and, and, and some of those, some of those bad guys, you're right. They're very sort of, um, you know stereotypical but i think they're that way though because at the beginning of the game you think they're the bad guys mm-hmm. but actually this sephiroth guy who you have you've you've only you're only really dreaming about at this stage he is i mean for many people the best bad guy in a video game i love ever. him and we've barely really met him. Now, in, in the original game at this point, you you haven't met him. You haven't even really heard about him up until mm. you see the, um, uh, the people that he's killed at the top of the Shinra building. You've never heard anything about him on, until that stage. Um, so uh, you see a lot more of Sephiroth in this game than you do in the first 10 hours of the, the original. Um, mm-hmm. But he is legendary. Um, yeah just an amazing bad guy and and deep and complex and someone that has you know kind of like um thanos and the avengers there's you can almost kind of see a reason I think behind the things way he's better doing. sephiroth's way but, better than thanos i just mean though that there's a you can almost understand his motivations for doing mm, doing what yeah. he's doing you know that okay so i just need we just i just I just need to spend time 
talking about the bad guys in this game that are like not not Heidegger and Shinra that are and Hojo that are like obvious bad guys. Um, so one thing I didn't know going into this, even though I knew that Sephiroth was the one that had killed Aerith in the original game, I wasn't sure like if he's like genuinely the super bad guy. Like the whole time you, I was getting um, like flicks and stuff to him. I was just like, what, what am I going to find out now? Is he bad? And whenever, um, and like the whole time, like up until he killed Barrett, I wasn't sure if he was genuinely evil. Like I was like, he seems to know Cloud. Are they like somehow like brothers in arms and have done something? But then I found out he's like basically a god. And then he, you know, he killed Shinra. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's go Sephiroth. And then he, in the same swing, killed Barrett. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, hang on. I thought we just built something here together. Um, but then, you know, Barrett obviously survived. And I was very, very glad for that because I was about to be devastated. I, the whole time I've been thinking about Barrett's repercussions for Marlene whole time. Um, but so like the bad guys, Sephiroth included, and I've expl- I've texted you this so many times throughout the 45 hours that I played this game where I was like, why are all the bad guys so hot? Why? <laughs> the Turks, why are they- Rufus, Sephiroth. I just, I just, oh, I just can't handle it. They're all so androgynous and beautiful and like witty and have just, Ugh, such good voice acting and so like every single time i was just like i don't want to be excited by you but i am um except reno i wanted to murder reno very personally <laughs> because of how quick he was i can't deal with a fast opponent i can outthink but i cannot deal with a fast opponent that will not let me get hits in um but i eventually loved reno as well especially because i think he and rude are in love and i want that for them you know, um, you you were the first one to say it to me, and and um, yeah, uh, certainly certainly what you see in this game, <laughs> they are <laughs> they gotta be. But see, at the same time, okay, so there's like there's this very deep. This is just a brief tangent. Very deep part of me that is desperate to see, um, like loving intimate male friendships the same way that like you would see like a cultivated friendship between women like i desperately want to see that but i also as a person in the queer community desperately want more gay representation and so like i'm constantly at war with myself of being like do i want rude and reno to be in love or do i want them to just be like really healthy best friends but like you know i'm here for it either way but at the moment i think they're in love and i really like that for them well let's let's just focus on that then for a minute then because there's this whole part of the game um that um, is kind of a lot of people were wondering how they would do the sector seven um, six uh, Walmart yeah Walmart uh, mm-hmm. section of the game where Cloud gets gets dressed up as a woman because mm-hmm. in the original it's not done exactly that tastefully you know mm. uh, certainly by modern by, by modern standards so a lot of people wondered how um, how they would do it, whether they'd even do it at all mm-hmm. and and they just leaned into it 100 percent and it. i think they nailed it i, I think, think they did too I, but i'd love to hear your your opinions on it mm-hmm. uh, for anyone that isn't aware of this it's like you know this part of the the game you you have to get inside this guy's um building don corneo he's he's a well how would you i don't even him? think you have to go that deep into it 
there is a moment where you have to make nice with one of the leaders of this community and it happens to be an excellent drag queen. And so you have to put on a drag performance as Cloud, who is this like, I mean, his name is Cloud Strife. <laughs> like, like you can just kind of assume that he is like stoic and tough and he's known as like, you know, the soldier. And so for him to don a dress and to do a dance routine and like that's literally the part of the game. You have to do a dance. Um, and so... I think the way they did it was just, it was so, it was so cool. And it was, it, it was a way of accepting it without making a fuss about it. And that is, I think the best way to handle it. Cause I, I never, mm. the thing that I would have hated to see if Square Enix was like, Hey, we're super progressive. Look at us like touting our pride flags. We did a drag show in this game. But instead it was like, there were no talks about it. It was, it was just like, okay, this is the next step in our plan. Cloud has to become, he has to do drag. He has to put on a dance show and we have to make Aerith this way so that we can, you know, move on to the next set of the game. And when he shows up in whatever dress that he gets, because there's, depending on how well you do in training, I think it is, you, um, you get one of three dresses. I got like the medium tier dress. I didn't get like the best dress. Um, But whenever he shows up in a dress, my favorite thing, one of my favorite things that happened in the game, it was Aerith's response to him, just being like, <gasps> because she's just like so elated. She just thinks he's the most beautiful princess she's ever seen. She's absolutely delighted. And it's and a very so, sort of anime sort of reaction that she's getting. Totally. Yeah, that's a, that's a just like this, this yeah. very She's cute. all in. Yeah, she's that's exactly it. Like everyone in the scene buys into this part, you know, like, there's no one around being like like queer shaming or doing anything gross. Like, you know, it's just, and this is the thing I talk about so often with women in games um, being like empowered, even if it's supposed to be like accurate or whatever to history. Like we, <laughs> women, people of color, people in the queer community are oppressed so regularly in real life that it is such a relief to get into a game and not have to experience that to just imagine a world where we're not hated for existing. And, and so, and I know you and I, like, sometimes we like, you obviously agree with that to an extent, but you do err on the side of accuracy more so than anything, but only, but... only when it comes, only when it comes to, only when it comes to historical um, yes. uh, stuff, because I, and, and, but, but the only reason that I do that is because I don't think that it necessarily does anyone any favors when we're re- representing history as being um as, that's as being why i like the alternate reality of history yeah an alternate I, reality is totally okay all yeah. totally okay with alternate reality and fantasy and all that sort of stuff anyway sorry yeah. it was really nice to get to just like enter into this game and not have to deal with any like bigotry to just be like yeah this is what we have to do this is it and cloud is now beautiful like it doesn't matter and and i think like that kind of um like queer community acceptance really translates through so much of the game for me because like like all of the bad guys are super androgynous like super androgynous and super beautiful like look at any single one of the turks oh my god they're all stunning i think the only people that i can think of right off the top of my head that are like very definitively like their genders would be Tifa and Barrett. Like 
Well, I suppose Aerith would Aerith. be as well. Yeah, because yeah. she they're yeah. like because those are two like hyper feminine <laughs> women, and Barrett like could not be more masculine and brawny if he tried. And, and the Chocobo Wrangler. Ah, oh, Sam. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> him. Deep taxes, There's a part of me accents. that's like really unreasonably attracted to him as well. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I just. Oh, Everything about the, this game is so good. I don't have enough time in the world to talk about this game. Um, but let's put a pin in that. Combat. Let's talk about the difference between the original game and this one. So I'd love for, for you to start on the original game's combat. Yeah, I mean, the original game was all turn-based. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of based in the, the abilities that those consoles had at the time. So, you know, you took a move and then the bad guy took a move. Was and it then- timed? Uh, there was an element of timing in it, yeah. So um, you had a, you and there was different options depending on how hard or me, you know, medium or, you know, what difficulty you had it set at. But there was mm-hmm. a little time bar that okay. if if you didn't make your decision in that time, well, then the bad guy was going to go. You know, okay. so there was a timing. You had to make your decisions a little bit quicker and so on. But you could just turn that off and take your time about decisions. So, but it was it was all turn based, and you had all your good guys on one side of the screen and your bad guy on one side of the screen, and and, and mm-hmm. that was it. Um, but what what I love about the this I game is that there's still an the element combat. of that within. Mm-hmm. It still feels very like that. Um, you get your powers from these little things called uh, materia. They're little crystals that you set mm-hmm. into your armor or into your into your weapons. And you combine them in different ways to kind of create extra effects and all these things. And that's all carried over to this game. Um, you do still have a bit of a turn base uh, sort mm-hmm. of um, aspect to it, but you're moving all the time and it just oh, feels so much dynamic. more epic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as yeah, someone who's never played something like this, I mean, how did you how did you find it? So in the beginning, it's obviously quite daunting. There are so many menus and so many different abilities to learn and then the materia that you have to get um, comfortable with. And I'll be honest, um, looking in the materia and equipment part of the menu, I don't think I fully became fluent with that until like 10 hours before ending. Right. So I didn't understand like the linking that you could do with materia because I didn't previously have a materia that was a linkable one. Like I was just, I just had like elemental material or like dodge or something. Um, And so when I finally got into like the linking thing, I was like, a whole new world has opened up in front of me. (laughs) I feel so powerful. Every time I see those light up. All the best Final Fantasy games are kind of like that. You kind of play at a surface level for like, you know, 10, maybe 20 hours. Mm -hmm. And then you come up against a boss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Inevitably, it's always some boss. And it's like, oh man, I'm going to have to like dig uh, deep to try and up my stats here somehow. And you start figuring the system out a little totally. bit more. Yeah, and, I'd say, okay, I, I didn't give myself games. enough credit there. Um, I'd say either the giant ghost battle that you have or the um, the battle with Reno and Rude drops into. Those oh, those yeah. fights broke me. Um <laughs> And I have such a stupid reason for why the dumbest, the dumbest mistake I had made. I had been playing this game for, I don't know how long it was, probably like 25 hours, 30 hours. Um, I had to rage quit on a stream. Well, not I had to quit before I rage quit on a stream um, playing this, this battle against <laughs> Reno and Rude. Um, in this battle, you are with Barrett and Tifa and Cloud and your party. Um, 
And I was like, why am I not getting better? What is happening? Everyone's so squishy. This blows. Um, and I didn't, uh, I, I put the game down for, I think, a week. And then I came back to play. And when I loaded it up, I was like, ah, maybe Cloud Sword needs like updated or something. And then I, I looked and I saw in the, in the, <laughs> in the character sheet that even though you're not, I hadn't been playing with Barrett for hours. He was still accruing points, skill points, to put into his skill tree. And when I say that I had 40 skill points that I needed to put into Barrett's skill tree. <laughs> but you know, and in the original game, when you don't play as that character, you don't build up any experience or any points. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you were just kind of playing with the original original game rules there. Oh, I was so <laughs> stupid. It's so stupid that I was I was playing it that way because you know what happened? This sec, because I'm, I'm genuinely like, I'm comfortable saying that I'm pretty good at this game. And <laughs> the sec, like, I, I updated him, put in all his skill points, and the next time I fought that fight, I won. <laughs> like, that was literally all it took. It was just because Barrett was so squishy. I was playing with him the same that I would have when I was 10 hours into the game. He's and such a big guy. How, how could he be so squishy? <laughs> oh, I know. He's just got... He's so slow. He's got a, got a big weak point as well. But um, yeah. So so the, the combat, though, to talk more specifically about like the menu system and everything, I got really comfortable using it. Um, and oh my God, at the end of the game, or I don't know, maybe that was just how I played it. When I upgraded um, Aerith's staff, to the one that has like the two metal circle things. I don't remember what it was called. Um, but whenever I upgraded to that, I got a new ability that was called Ray of Judgment. That is my favorite thing in the entire world. I will just like play as her zing like 90 like attack shots so that I get her ATB gauge all the way up and then be like, Ray of Judgment. <laughs> and then like I switch between every character and do like really strong abilities. And that's how I was taking down everyone. But so um, you get to switch between characters, obviously, a lot in this. Yeah. Who, who was your who who was your go to default character to control? Um, I mean, it depends on the kind of person that i was fighting because i would be like i think i'm i was quite fluent in um in which i would play with more often um but generally i would usually switch to one of my like mages whenever it first started to like get a gauge of what the scene was like what their attacks were like um and that would be uh that'd be Aerith or barrett and if i needed to just like because I was, I leveled up so much of um, of Cloud's materia that I would need. I still wanted to like use him for that kind of stuff. So I would like, I would switch to him, hammer in a bunch of attacks, and then like dodge back and do some big materia thing Figure and switch to someone happening. else. But generally, I felt like, oh my god, especially the boss battles where like, I don't know, I don't know what happens to me, but I go into like a trance with boss battles where I'm just like. I'm I'm in it for the long haul. I'll I'll play this boss for 50 minutes if that's what it takes. <laughs> but like if you give me a mid-level boss that's like just a little too difficult, I will lose my mind. Like I will lose my mind. I will I will die out of rage like five <laughs> times before I finish this. But give me one of the hardest bosses in this in this game and I'll be like, "Yeah, I'll do it. First it's try." Like 
it's like setting expectations, isn't it? Like it's when yeah. you go, come up against something that you think, oh, okay, yeah, this this will be, you know, quick five minute fight. But then when that, you're that in an arena, be, yeah. <laughs> your brain just switches. Um, but yeah, I'd say when I have the option, I probably play with Aerith more. But my tendency, like, I don't think I do actually favor any of them because my tendency is attack, attack, attack until in whatever way that seems most effective, whether that's magic or, you know, melee um, with whatever character. And then once the opponent turns on that character, I leave them to fend for themselves. I like, you will dodge better than I will. I'm going to go switch to a different character. So that's just how I, unfortunately, (laughs) they really don't. Um, But I mean, the only disappointing, one of the disappointing things about the combat for me in this one was the lack of character characters. There was only four. You know, and in the original, you've probably got like a whole cast of like 10 different characters that you can that you can use. Um, And I know I know obviously that's, you know, it's still early in the game. um, Mm -hmm. And so by this point in the original game, you probably hadn't got that many characters to play. Um, But in the original, you knew you were working towards getting more, whereas this there was always going to be just those four and always just that limited amount of material. Was it just four of them? Yeah, it was. it was only four. Yeah, yeah. Tifa, See, it Aerie, felt, Barrett, and it, Cloud. Yeah, I never felt sad about that. Like, not once. There were times where I would have liked to have had all four of them in battle. Mm. Like, I didn't like that I could only control three of them at a time. Um, but at the same time, I don't know what the experience would be like if I played as four of them. That might be overwhelming, and I might just constantly be be healing people. So, you know, I mean, probably something to weigh up there um but i i i liked the the parties because i feel like i got to know their abilities really intimately and i yeah. don't know that i would have if there were more and and i get that I, I think it's just because i come from a perspective where i, I know some of these and i really want to you know obviously mm-hmm. towards the end of the game you meet red 13 yes um, oh really he's cool so character. cool and he's playable in the original and i didn't make him playable and i got guess him I, for like know, five hours he probably exactly you only get one. him towards the end so they're not going to give you this character that you barely get to any any time and develop yeah, a whole system around them yeah of course so I, I get why they did what they did but mm-hmm. um yeah i just i would have liked a few more options to kind of like have different play styles and different builds and that sort of thing because that's like that's my favorite part about, about playing those games yeah um but uh, um, yeah. I want to be as we're unfortunately coming up to the end of this episode and I could talk for so many hours about this game. Um, I want to talk about that marathon ending. So probably from because I felt like I was right at the end of the game um, when I was like making it into Shinra headquarters. Like someone could have told me that the the last boss battle was just in that building as soon as you get in there. And I would have been like, yes. But then the, the plot, my God, did the plot thicken. Um, so yeah, like from getting to Shinra headquarters and like the next five, six hours maybe like of gameplay. Oh my God. Wow. Well- you know the the original game because the the pacing that you were expecting is what you get in the original game. Sure, you climb the building. President President Shinra is dead. You find out that it was Sephiroth. You don't see Sephiroth at oh. all. And then Rufus lands. You fight Rufus. You jump onto your bike and you drive out of the city. And it's you're <laughs> out of Midgard. That's it. That's that's the end of that section of the game. So like, but you know, instead, here's in what this, we got. 
So we this got is where the headquarters. Yeah. Oh my god! Actually, that the chapter of getting all of that that exposition about like Shinra history, all like mm. the going through the museum and and meeting the mayor and everything like that. That's my like favorite chapter I might have like ever played in a game. <laughs> it was so so cool. Um, but so okay, so what the ending marathon was instead of what you just said was getting to Shinra headquarters. Then going to Hojo's lab where Aerith is being kept, going through a huge ordeal there, then going through the secret lab of Hojo where you go through four wards and clear them out. Then you have a big boss, or or, then Sephiroth kills Barret. Then you have a giant boss battle. Then you find out Barret's not dead. Then you have another big boss battle. Then you have a boss battle that takes place while you're on a motorcycle, which was so fucking cool. And then you you make a rip in space and time. <laughs> right. This is and where it fight changes. Sephiroth. And then you also go to a different realm at the edge of creation. And then you have another series of boss battles where you're fighting the the harbinger of the or the whisper harbinger or something. My mind was blown. My tiny little mind could not handle these nineteen boss battles. That you so, I've got two questions for you. As someone yeah. who, as someone who hadn't played it before, let me ask both questions first. Okay. As someone who hadn't played it before, firstly, how do you feel about fighting Sephiroth already in this mm-hmm. story? Because we, in the original, you don't do that. You, you uh-huh. haven't even seen him at this point. And secondly, um, what do you? D- what did you think about the scene where another character with spiky hair is carrying in clouds? Cloud! Is carrying cloud. And what knowledge do you have of that? So answer both of those questions. Yeah. Um, I'll go Sephiroth first because I think I have a lot more questions on the <laughs> second one. Um, so the whole time I was, like I said before, I was very excited about Sephiroth. Um and because of the piecemeal way that they had introduced you to him and because like you would just hear his like super sexy voice coming in and talking to Cloud and just like being this like oppressive figure that I also just wasn't sure if it was oppressive. I, I didn't know what he stood for. Um, I was very excited by him every single time that I met him. And every single time that I met him, though, I also incidentally became much more scared of him. Like the way that they introduced this character built up how terrifying he was. Like, I was like, I don't want to fight him. (laughs) I don't want to fight him at all. I'm very, very scared of fighting this terrifying man with his 10 foot katana. And, um, when, when, when we got to the point where it was like, Oh my God. Okay. So you do the, the motorcycle boss battles and then you you are suddenly like you you get a PTSD flash and you see Sephiroth and you stop. And I was like, why are we getting off the bike? Why are we doing this? <laughs> I started panicking right there. And then I see a fucking bench and a vending machine. And I was like, I'm not ready. I was like, I, I was so upset. I was like, oh my God, I'm not ready to fight him. I don't think I can do it. Like there's there's no world that exists for me where I can look at what Sephiroth is and be like, I could beat him. Like, it doesn't matter how magnificent Cloud is. I can't see that for myself. Um, And so I thought 
I thought I wasn't going to have to fight him. Um, I, I didn't think I didn't think you would fight him at all, and um, because part of the part of the mystique of Sephiroth is building him up through hours and hours of of, of playing. Well, and so I think I, they I, still can accomplish that though because of how harrowing that fight is. Hmm. Because um, starting it and as well, like the way they did it, oh my god, they made it so scary. Because <laughs> you start the fight and it's just you and Sephiroth. You you don't have your friends, so like all security blankets are gone. You you have to like, and my god, his quick attacks take like four hundred or five hundred health out of you at one go. And I think Cloud is, I think my Cloud is only up to like. 3,800 somewhere around that, or maybe he's up to 5,000. I actually don't remember which one he is, but it, 500 is a, a reasonable chunk to be like, okay. And it's also that, that, that frustration that I get where there's a quick, there's a series of quick movements that like, if you don't dodge before those start, you don't get to dodge for any of them or guard or block, whatever it is. Like I, I was very frustrated at that fight, but I only, I only died to him the one time. And then I like, I just looked up, I Googled it, you know, for once I Googled it and I was like, how to beat Sephiroth. And it literally was like, don't use elemental attacks. Don't fight him. <laughs> like, like all this stuff. And I was just like, this isn't helpful. You um, know, in the original, the way they introduce Sephiroth, when you do eventually start finding out more about him, they do a little bit of a flashback to, it's not a huge spoiler to know that him and Cloud have some past, obviously, and they do oh, a bit yeah. of a flashback to them fighting together, and you're actually controlling mm. Cloud, and so you go and, you know, you're fighting some big monster with Sephiroth by your side, and you go to hit the monster, and like it takes two HP, and then... Sephiroth hits the monster and it's like 9,999 and from that moment on you are terrified of, of actually ever having to fight that guy. He could blink at game. you when you die. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's such a cool way of and, and you're just chasing him for the whole game. It's got a, like mm. the man in black from the, the Dark Terror series by Stephen King. It's just this man that you're constantly chasing <laughs> and you have just this oh, idea. That was so the other for thing. me it... it and I get why, you know, they, they're doing it totally differently and they kind of needed to do it so that you could understand Sephiroth so trying to change the direction of time and all this. So I understand why they're doing it. But for me, um, there's there's a loss of that mystique um, by having fought him already and, and essentially having bet him, you know, you're after beating him at this I point. Don't think, you know. I don't feel we did, though. I like, know, I know. Because, like, I know they do the, the, they do the Final Fantasy thing of being like, Sephiroth defeated and then he stands up and like leaves um which I always thought that was bullshit <laughs> whenever they're like we better go before these guys wake up and it's like I'm using a sword I don't know what you guys are doing but like that guy's dead um but um when you go to the edge of creation with Sephiroth and you do there's that really really cool cinematic sequence of like Cloud is being so extra. He is fighting so hard to try to get in this. And Sephiroth is like, ding, ding, ding. Like, he's so casual about the whole thing. Like, you know, like, you were... Like, the, the fight was really hard, but but you still were let off easy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, I think I if think, I hadn't but... fought him in this game, he would still be a very exciting, like, ooh, what is he kind of thing to me. Whereas now I'm like, I don't want to fight him again. That was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still is really scary because he's he's a freaking god, basically. Like, what? 
I, I think that, yeah, I think they managed to balance it well, um, all things considered. Um, you know, I just, there's a, there's a slightly different pacing to the whole thing now, which is just this, you know, the, as I said, it was just this mysterious guy that you never really knew who they were. It was only just true memories and flashbacks mm. and stuff. And there's just a loss of that. It's just my own personal uh, opinion on it. But maybe mm-hmm. it's just that I that I played the original and I can't, <laughs> I can't shake that, you know. Um, uh, to your but, um, other question. Yeah. Um, in regard Who's to Zach. Guy? So they oh, did so you name know him. It's Zach. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I couldn't remember what you knew. Um, and I got really excited because I was like, he looks like Cloud. Are they brothers? What is this? And there's also this like really beautiful moment where um, he, Zach fights all like 20, 30 soldiers that are not soldiers, but the Shinra soldiers that are around him. Um, and then he, he like says something like, are you, would you be proud cloud or, or some, something that gives off that effect? I don't remember exactly what he said. Um, and I was like thrilled. Like I got so excited. because I was like, even if this is an alternate universe, I, I don't know if they're brothers. I don't know if we're some gonna, how somehow going to collide or if like that cloud universe like or that that parallel universe that cloud dies and so so he's gonna like collide with ours since we're like ripping up time and space now um i don't i have no idea who he is i have absolutely no idea and i'm very very excited about him because like as soon as i saw the boots and then i saw the buster sword i was like what and then i saw the black hair and i was like who the hell is this guy i was like is this how all soldiers look and i just didn't realize it and then he starts fighting and he blacks out and has that fight and he's like is that all of them and then i was just like and it looks like he's in like the Grand Canyon. Like I, I have so many questions. Well, I'm saying so many more. questions. I mean, the Grand Canyon thing I can explain. That's just the the land just right outside of Midgar. But every, apart, from, <laughs> apart from that, I'm saying absolutely nothing else. You're gonna have to. This wait is for the, the other episode. thing. I don't understand why. Like I must not have a grasp of like where the Midgar people are allowed to travel or if they do or something, because I don't think anyone is nearly as shocked by the sky as they should be. Like they've grown up with these metal plates over their head forever. And then like there's suddenly like broken sky that you can see. But the people in the slums though can travel up to the plate for work and stuff like that. They just live in the slums. So they, they regularly tra- tra- travel travel between okay. the two of them, but they but they don't okay. live up there or mix with them. I think there is there is travel between the two. So I think they, okay. they see the sky and I think they can see out beyond uh, yes. as well. Okay. And people, people because I kept feeling like as... everyone was really blasé. Like yeah, I was no, like, you were seeing the sky for the first time. <laughs> I, I, th- I think the citizens travel in and out of Midgar. You know, people move to Midgar, like, like actually like Tifa and, and Cloud, for instance, they're not from Midgar. See, this is know? the thing, though. Like, because this is the only experience I have with this, I don't know that context. Like, I have no well, idea that no one is from... At the beginning of the game, they, the Tifa says, you're, you're, you're basically just after getting here to Midgar, you know? I'm going to set you know, up with this I know, but I didn't know that the rest of the world off. didn't look like that. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. You know? Yeah. <laughs> No idea. I have no context on this world at all. But um, no, it's just, oh God, it's so, so exhilarating. And I have to, like, I just, oh my God, I have to talk about the the fight with the, the whisper gods, whatever they are. Mm. Amazing. Like, mind-blowingly good. And they, God, the fight with Geneva or Genova, she was amazing too. Like, 
These end boss battles were so good. Yes, yeah, very long they're, ones. they're all long fights as well. So the fear is that you know, that you die in the middle of it. Oh, I can't die in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. But uh, they are they're amazing set pieces towards the end. Oh um, my god, just like such like stunning like visual appeal as well to all of them. Um, like I, I I couldn't get over the the colors of the the whisper harbingers. Mm. Like oh my god. Oh, it was so good. And man, they handed my ass to me. Like, I didn't die. I got them on the first try. But that is a long fight. And you are so right. I was terrified. I was like, I don't know if I die here. I don't know what step I go back to. I don't know what's <laughs> saved. Like, I can't do this again. And um, that final set piece of of the game it's very representative of like Final Fantasy as a whole, like that, you know, this bigger than reality sort of set totally. pieces. And, you know, I, so like, if you, if I basically like shit myself I think that's when I saw be... the big man. Because that, I, I said, I basically shit myself when I saw the big man. Like, because <laughs> you don't fight anything that big the entire game. And this guy no. is like li- quite literally larger than life. Like, unbelievably massive and i was like i'm not ready if this is some sort of god of war shit like i can't if this is like i was like i can't i can't do this but then you know they make it of course you know final fantasy does the thing it does where it scares you with the first look and then it's like but here's how it's going to be manageable um and so like you have to fight off the like five minions three minions whatever they are it's three i think yeah I i think it is it just feels like so many um but, you know, and it's it's also especially intimidating, like Final Fantasy really played their cards well when they give you the ability to assess an opponent. And the most terrifying thing you can get is seeing resistances, literally everything. everything. <laughs> and then the the read page is cannot read. And it's like, cool. So I just got to read I just got to assess you to think like I got to pull out my security blanket and watch you set it on fire basically. Like the, I like I didn't get anything from this but fear and like, <laughs> I was just like that's awesome. Love that for me. Thanks. Um but that fight was so cool. It was so so cool. Um I can't remember whether that's before or after Sephiroth. It's before because mm. after you finish it um, you are awarded with MP and HP fully restored. And I was like, oh, that's nice of them. And then you're immediately into another fight and that's why they did it. And I was like, oh, it was nice oh, of them, but also a specific kind of cruel. Um, how did you feel? Like, so were the boss battles, I mean, obviously they weren't that like magnificent. They couldn't be, but like, were they, was that at written- all? I mean, you, as I said, you, you 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 fight you fight Rufus, and then you got in your bike and oh, you kind yeah. of go through a little sort of mini game to get out of the city. There is one robot that you fight um, at the end of all of that, mm. um, but then then you you're out of there and you're kind of visiting the next village and getting to see little countryside of of this Crazy. world. And stuff. So um, none of this is none of this is in the original game. So this was this was like from the point that you fight rufus it's it's all brand new for everyone that's, that's playing play this which is really cool um, so how did you find how did you find these uh these battles because like this th- th- am i right to say that this combat system would also have been new to you like it's kind of turn-based but it's also like 
not. Oh yeah, very definitely. much not. I mean, it's sort of a it's sort of a mixture between Final Fantasy VII, of course, the original, and Final Fantasy Fifteen, um, okay. which is much more sort of you know active and so on. Um, best best battle system that Final Fantasy has ever done is this remake, oh, so hands down. Good. It's it's I love really it so good. much, and because I like that strategy, but I also like that it feels very immediate and it feels very, organic as well. Yeah, and and it feels mm-hmm. like there's a sense of. Um, immediacy about things and a sense mm-hmm. of urgency about everything which turn-based obviously doesn't you know um loved all the all the all the final um final battles with the exception of the sephiroth thing from you know i've already said um but um yeah i i just very much felt i was wondering how they would end the whole game because that mm. you know going leaving midgar in the end but originally was yeah it was a big moment but it definitely wasn't the end of the whole game mm. and i thought it might i thought the whole thing might fall a little flat actually um uh, but they managed to make it a, <laughs> a big ending huge gargantuan mm. ending um i also just like because of how epic the battle between Sephiroth is and those those Whisper Harbingers. That's what I'm just calling them now. I think that is loosely what the name is, but whatever. Um, I feel like because those are so, so magnificent um, that I imagine it doesn't often get talked about the the car chase that you have with the, um, with the, I don't know, the big tank boy that you fight on the highway. And so he's a boss at the end. He's so cool. Mm. I died to him a couple times, but he's so cool. Like I loved all that. I loved the the highway fighting. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, and there was a mini game in the original with all of that, you know, press left, press right sort of thing, yeah, which sure. you could then replay as many times as you wanted in a place called Gold Saucer, which is kind of like Vegas oh, yeah, yeah. in that world. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a whole other ball game that you have to look forward to in the next game. Oh my god. Well, okay. I guess that ends today's episode. Oh, I have, honestly I say, well just what? before you do that, the the DLC is out today. tomorrow. Today by the time the, by the time yeah. here. Yeah. Yep. So this is a really good time to be talking so we're going to meet Yuffie and yes. and do all of that stuff. So that's I'm kind of, so delighted. So yeah. so thrilled. Um but yeah, I mean, I could talk about this for hours on end. I have not said nearly as much as I want to say on it, but you can expect a written piece about it soon. <laughs> um, so thank you so much to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ned, for being back here. Um, and I just want to say, don't forget to join the community Discord and stay up to date with all things late to the game on redellegamer.com. That is R-E-D-E-L-L-I-E-G-M-R.com. And we will see you next time. So bye, everyone. Bye. There you go. Yay. <laughs>